Hey everybody, this is me, your girl Lunell, the original bad girl of comedy. And I just want to say what's up to DJ Period and Poe Politicking for doing the Just Two Black Brothers Indie Rap Tournament. I heard that the uh, female edition is going down, and so the ladies are about to be representing this mom. Much love to all the judges and the rappers involved. Good luck and may the best MC you win. By the way, you can thank your boy, Chris D. Porter, for booking me to make this message to you. I got cotton mouth because I ate an edible. I got cough drop in my mouth. So I hope that y'all forgive me for that. But I just want, you know, you to once again know that the Just Two Black Brothers is going down. I'm proud of y'all. And I hope to be there one day to see everything go down. May the best rapper win. I probably shouldn't have done that part. Done that that. They don't care. It's all good. Bye. Oh, I can't see. I have to wear my glasses. <laughs> all right. Welcome back to PoePolitikin.com, your home for self-help meets hip-hop. Make sure you go on Spotify. Right now, we're live on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook. Type in PoePolitikin. Let's talk my interviews since 2008. One, two, one, two. I'm in the place to be with Tasha Scott. How you doing? I'm good in you. <laughs> I'm great. I feel like I'm um, going back to my childhood. Well, yes, just relive it all then. Let's go. <laughs> I, had to tell my, I had to tell my sister because, you know, I had two little sisters. So we grew up watching the uh, Beverly Hills Troop. Troop Beverly Hills. Yeah, you know, I don't really know the name. But yeah, I, had, I, I, I said, hey, I'm interviewing a girl from the show today. She was like, what? I was like, yeah, I said, small world, crazy world. Yes, a so beautiful just, world. Yeah, so I just want you to talk about. Um, I noticed, like, I know, I know you're an actress, but I noticed that all your roles you was always singing. Yes. So now I'm like, okay. <laughs> so can you just, uh, I guess, just start from the beginning, just take us back to the beginning of your. I'm pretty sure it was acting and music mixed up in your childhood. Yes. Well, I started as a sweet little innocent girl from Louisville, Kentucky. By the sweet age of eight is when I went professional. Mm -hmm. I started singing at five. And I went professional at eight, uh, singing all over Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, so, um, I mean, I started out in talent shows and I just became so involved in my hometown so young that I got the nickname uh, Little Miss Soul Tasha Scott because I was a very soulful singer. Uh, I sang with an eight-piece band. Uh, gosh, I was just, I grew so big in Kentucky that there was uh, no uh, avenue there to actually take me to the next plateau. And I met so many uh, artists that had came through Kentucky, as far as the Commodores, the Whispers, Patti LaBelle, uh, uh, Lakeside, Charlemagne, all of you name it. They were all coming through there. And I was blessed to be able to get on stage with these people when they would come uh, to the arenas there. So, you know, and my mom would always ask them, you know, what what was it that she needed to do to get me to that next plateau? And they told me basically to get her to a big city, which was either uh, New York or California. So my mama was a great uh, promoter and uh, all that. She was real big in Kentucky. Uh, she had the name by the name. Well, she went by the name of TNT Production. So and I would always headline, you know, and just to open up uh, new acts in Louisville. 
So basically, I got so big that uh, my mom decided to have a skating party. We'll talk about skating too. She decided to have a skating party and uh, to basically raise money for us to move to a big city. Because I had told her that I got so big that we needed to get to this big city that everybody had basically was telling us that I needed to get to. So we flipped a coin uh, after she had this big skating party and it was either New York or Los Angeles. So we made it to Los Angeles to pursue my singing career. I came here to be a recording artist. So when I got here, uh, I started uh, singing in all the little chitlin circuits all around uh, LA, meeting back up with those same uh, celebrities that I met up uh, in Kentucky, uh, meeting other celebrities because you know this is, this is where it is Hollywood is where it is so uh, yeah I just started doing all of that and then uh, one day uh, someone had saw me in one of these clubs and said oh wow she needs an agent it was like oh an agent you know oh yeah yeah a manager yeah there was like no an agent for TV and it was like okay yeah TV like solid gold so trained mm -hmm. you know it was like no more like commercials, movies, sitcoms. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't do that. But it was like, if you're going to be in this industry, you basically are going to have to do it all. Right. So I got an agent, didn't work for uh, a year that I was with this agency and got with another agency. And she basically believed in me. She believed in me, but I didn't have not one clue about acting, never took any acting classes or anything. But what she told me was to... Uh, be myself and let my light shine with you know within myself. So I just started working like acting and I was just so blessed to be able to sing and basically almost everything that I acted in. So it basically it just married itself in that you know now I was going by a actress more than a singer, but that's the reason why I had moved to Los Angeles was to be a singer. So basically I was just blessed to do them both. Um, I was doing the acting and the singing and the dancing and the commercials and movies. And then, I mean, I mean, I can, I can tell you my story. <laughs> then I, I ended up, you know, doing Amen, 227, Webster, Throb, Star Search, Finale Boys, Frank's Place, Snoops. Then I got the sitcom uh, Parenthood, South Central. I worked with Whoopi Goldberg on a show called Kiss Shot. How old were you doing this time? Let's see. Let's see. When I was doing Amen and 227 and Webster, I was uh a young girl i was in my uh, i started out like 13 till about uh 16 when i when, when i was in that bracket of doing a man 227 webster and throb so when i started doing like south central and uh no and and actually camp coop the um beverly uh, hills i was 15 15 turning 16. So that was my first big movie, Young. Uh, but like all the all the the later stuff like came like in the 90s and stuff, I was a young adult. I was in my 20s. I was about 23, 24-ish around there when I did South Central and uh, The Parenthood, uh, 
when I was uh, doing uh, Wiz, when I traveled with uh, Grace Jones, CC Peniston, Tony Terry, I was about, in, I was in my 20s, my early 20s. But uh, when you look at all of those things, like earlier, uh, uh, no, uh, later on, people thought I was still a kid, but I was a young adult. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, then, uh, you know, I was basically blessed later on in my career to uh, have the opportunity to meet back up with Stevie Wonder. And Stevie Wonder, uh, uh, my mom would knock on his door uh, at his studio every day, every day, every day, every day. You know, he, she was like, you got to listen to my daughter. Yeah, so finally, they opened up them gates. When, that, when them gates opened up, my mom said, we here, by the God. <laughs> <laughs> so from there I, I sang and there was this young lady there by the name of Bonnie. I, I don't recall her last name, but she uh, uh, she was a partner with uh, Michael Jackson's head security guard by the name of. Yeah, Bill. I was about to ask you. Here you go right here. What's up with that? Yeah. <laughs> that's Michael and that's Bill Bray. Yeah, that's, that's right. my first, first, first met Michael. And and there, I believe I was 14, 15. Yeah, that's crazy. Yes, yes. And then up at the top there, you got, you got, um, you got uh, uh, um, Frank Delano, which was Michael's uh, manager with me, Bonnie and Michael and myself. And then, yep, there's Frank, there's Mike and me and Bonnie. So basically Bonnie, Bonnie, so Stevie told Bonnie, to introduce me to Michael, mm. so Bill and so Bonnie and Bill uh, had like a company, you know, going or whatever, and they took me to Michael's house uh, when I was about fourteen, fifteen, and I had the opportunity. I was blessed to be able to record at the Encino home uh, here in Los Angeles. Uh, I think I recorded about six or seven songs, and. Uh, that's when uh, you know I had met him, and he had basically gave me a lot of advice about the industry. And he, you know, he basically told me he saw uh, himself in me. You know, just you know, just a, just a young kid. You know, all that I had did singing in nightclubs, and you know, uh, not having a childhood. You know, he just told me, you know, uh, if, if if I didn't like certain things, to let it be known. You know, try to work in trying to be a kid and still be this big star that he said he's like. He was like, you got that it thing. You are, you like one of the rare ones like me that have that it thing and you got to just keep going with it. So basically I did about six or seven songs there and I got a relationship with him. Then I lost the relationship a few, you know, for a few years. Then when I was doing South Central, we only did like 10 episodes of South Central. I like that show though. You know, Men's Society came out, so I was a big yes. uh, Menace fan. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So I, I, I basically, uh, after we had, after we had did a rap party, and there was a guy there by the name of John O'Cohan. His wife was catering the uh, the event, and uh, I was sad that day because we only had did ten episodes, and they was taking us off, and I was just like, uh, I thought that was just like my other door to really 
keep going, you know, because I, I had a, a great sitcom. I was with Lorenz Tate, you know, Tina Lifford. Uh, I had, uh, we got Ralph Farquhar, who was the uh, the producer. You got Stan Lathan, you know, who was the you know, producer, writer. I mean, it was just like, wow, I'm, I was in the mark of just like really going. Then we only did 10 episodes. I was kind of down and out. And my mom knew the only thing that could cheer me up was to sing. So I, I sang, there was a band there and I sang and Jono was there and Jono heard me and Jono said, wow, you are amazing. He was like, once, once again, I, I hear it again. You are, you're rare. You're, you're a diamond. It's like, you're already polished. You need to be with someone great. And he was like, uh, how would you feel about meeting Michael Jackson? And I would laugh at him because I was like, ah, funny you say that because I had met Michael when I was 14 and I did recording. He was like, wow. Okay. So he, he would remember you. I said, of course he would remember me. So he took me uh, to uh, Sony Music, which was uh, MJJ slash Sony Music. Went up there. I met Jerry Greenberg. Jerry Greenberg was blown away. He was blown away. So he basically talked to Mike. Mike's like, oh my God, I know her. Yes, yes, sign her, sign her today, you know, da 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 da. So I got basically I got signed with less less than like a month or two. I was signed to MJJ. Hmm. I did a full album there. Uh that it didn't get released, but I do have a few songs on SoundCloud that you can listen to. So, you know, I was over there with Brownstones, 3T, Reby Jackson, um, Minivision. You know, I was there for about two years and did a complete album over there, wow. uh, which was a great experience, you know, within itself, you know, just to be signed to a major company, to be signed to Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, you know what I'm saying? And at, and at that time, I was like, wow, you couldn't get no better than that to be signed to Michael Jackson's label, the King of Pop. Yeah, Everybody yeah. was trying to get over there. <laughs> when you said you wanted to get bigger when you was in um, um, Kentucky, you said you wanted to get bigger, right? I said it. I said it. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was just reminiscing about uh, some of my old videos that I did. Uh, I think I got them, but I remember I was given an interview uh, when I first started in Kentucky and they had asked me, where did I see myself? How do I want the world to see me? I think I was about eight or nine, uh, just just a little kid with this little voice and just had big dreams and my eyes was big. And I just and I was uh, at that time, I stuttered really, 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 really bad. And I was just like, I, 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 I just want the world to know who I am. <laughs> yeah. And the thing of it is what I have been doing uh i do feel like the world does know who i am and they could know more about me still and it's just basically a dream come true you know what i'm saying because my mom would say things and it would come true like she told me in kentucky that i was going to meet michael jackson and if he had ever got a record label that i was going to be signed to that label and it happened everything that my mother said basically happened i was with all those people, Sherman Hensley from Amen, you know, uh, Miss Marla Gibbs, you know, you, I mean, all these great people, uh, Danny Glover, I did a movie, uh, uh, and the, uh, uh, the, ch and the children shall lead or something like that. So I've done a lot of things, you know, I, I, someone brought to my mind, uh, I think it was Throb that I had worked with the late and great, uh, Paul Walker, you know, this things that, that I forget, but I don't really remember unless someone brings it up. And I'm like, wow, 
I have really done a lot. You know, you know, I've been with a lot of great people and I just feel like I still have a lot of great things to pursue and to do, you know. So and I always tell people, if you really want to get into this, follow your dreams and never give up. It, it takes hard work, dedication to do this. You know what I'm saying? And you got to have a strong back. You got to have a strong mind. You got to be able to take constructive criticism well. And you have to be able to work hard for it. Practice, 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 practice. I know my mom would lock me in my room when I was a kid. And I would basically have to work eight to 12 hours. So for me doing that, you know, within my life, it just became my life. I slept and breathed it. You know, it was my life. So when I do stuff now, I hear people say, you know, aren't you tired? Won't you rest? I'm like, what am I resting for? I, I'm used to this. I'm used to working seven to eight hours or more, you know, just, just going, you know. But, you know, I mean, it's 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 amazing the things that I have done Um as far as like acting, like I said, I never in a million years thought that I would be an actress and have this name, you know, as an actress. I just, I thought I was a recording artist. So what happened with the album? Well, it didn't get released. So and it? you don't I, got it nowhere? Hmm? You don't have it nowhere? It's gone? I, I have I have copies of it, but I don't have, of course, I don't have the masters. Uh, I believe uh, MJJ slash Sony owns the masters or some of the writers uh, may have the masters. You know what I'm saying? But I, I do talk to a few of the producers and writers uh, that were on this. I was kind of of the writer too, you know, on some of it. Cause when you listen to it, it's basically my life story of what I would tell them that I would want to sing about. And I, I would just, no, this is what I want to say. This is, you know, so I, I consider myself a writer, you know, but I, I do talk to uh, some of the producers and the writers uh, that did the album. And they always ask me, you know, I always say, you know, no, can I read? Uh, like, yeah, if you want. So, you know, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens. You know, if I revisit that or not. But the album is—it's around. It is around. <laughs> I'm gonna say, uh, but how did um, Michael's uh, death affect you? Oh wow! It uh, it hit me. It 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 hit me hard. I didn't really uh, speak on it, you know, because I was just numb. Oh, you know, and the world was just numb about it. You know. Uh, and just a, a lot of things kind of like went through my mind of of this just being like overwhelmed about what had happened and what could have possibly what could have uh led to that situation that you know that he's no longer here and how they said that he he you know he passed away. Uh, you know, it's just that, like I said, tell people, if you want to get into this industry, it's not as easy as you think it is. It's a very stressful business. It's a very stressful industry and you got to have tough skin. And not saying that Mike didn't and not saying that a lot of people, you know, that, uh, that we see perish by you know uh 
drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. Not saying that they don't have tough skin, but you really have to have tough skin. And it just could be just a whole lot of other things that could lead people to do what they do in this industry. And I'm going to just leave it at that. You know what I'm saying? But it, 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 it did affect me a little bit and it did touch me, you know, just that the King of Pop is no longer here. You know, the one of the greatest entertainers of all time uh and it, it you would have had to have really talked to him and knew him to just be like wow wow <laughs> you know it, it's just a wow like what else do you say but wow you know oh. it, it did it did it did it did it did affect me you know in a way of like almost to the point just seeing Mike, um, Whitney, uh, Robin Williams, you know, all these great people to go the way that they did. It kind of, uh, uh, it kind of touched me and affected me a little bit to actually pull back from the industry, mm -hmm. just to be able to live and breathe and be happy, if that makes any sense. And then I was gonna say, since we talked in the music, uh, I know you remember that Michael Jackson, the one the album they put out right after he died. They said like three or four of them songs weren't even him. Did you hear about that? No. Yeah. Um, that, like, no, I'm the I'm the type of person I don't like to really go and hear uh the negative, you know, because if you really don't know a person and the some of the things that you hear, it makes you go. No, I'm saying I'm saying the label like the late right after he died, the label put out that CD, but they basically used like three songs that wasn't him. They were saying it was him, but his it wasn't voice? Him. No, it wasn't his voice. It was just somebody like it a person. But they still like that's why I be kind of like like you was talking about the artist. That's why I'd be like, man, like why right after they die, they do that music like that. Even like Prince, all his music is now everywhere, and Prince didn't want his music nowhere, but his music is everywhere now. So I'm like, what? Like, even they got Prince stuff on commercials, so it's like... Well, that comes, I believe that comes in when you really don't own your stuff, and mm -hmm. they can do what they want to do with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's good to uh, have your hand into having uh, control of your masters and all that. You... Uh, I feel like this. You shouldn't let anyone have control over your life. You know what I'm saying? This is your life. You're living it. So you should have control over your life. It's nothing wrong with having partnerships and you're making decisions and all that. But uh, no, no man or woman should control your life. It's yours. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you about like because uh, um, so being a childhood actor. You know, it seemed like you made it all right, but it's a lot of childhood actors seem like, you know, you know, the Corys, how they are. So it seemed like from what I'm hearing, it seemed like your mom helped navigate you. My uh, mom played a big part. May she rest in peace. She played a huge part in my life and I wouldn't do it any other way. I wouldn't do it different. I wouldn't do it no other way. My mom prayed day in and day out over me and guided my career. And I listened to her. I listened to her fully, you know, because I just, I knew that she had my best interest. And you know what? A lot of it too is she had my best interest, but see a lot of it, 
these are these are these are some of these things that people really don't know. What when you have control over you and your life and your career, you don't see the back end of it. My mom said a lot of things, but a lot of things that she said came through the eyes. <laughs> Me. <laughs> What I didn't want to do, what I didn't like, how I wanted. So she would just convey that in a way that it was professional, you know, it made sense, you know, stuff like that. But that's what I'm saying, you know, when you 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 got to really have full control over you. But you know, I I I wouldn't do it no other way that my mom was not there. Uh even when I got signed with MJJ, there was a point where uh Frank Delano and his whole team, they wanted to manage me. Uh, and I do remember my mom saying that uh, if anyone came along bigger than her and that could really take my career to the next plateau, that she would allow them to do that. Uh, it didn't happen that way because of whatever reason, I don't know, but I didn't kind of like it at that time, but I valued her opinion on why she wouldn't do it. And, um, I just left it at that. You know what I'm saying? I was like, it, obviously it's something that's in the fine lining or, you know, that I'm missing, but she sees because she does have my best interest. You know what I'm saying? So moms is good to be there. Moms and pops is good to be there if they, if they are a team and basically in this industry, they will, tr they will try their best. To move them out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I would say, um, actually, I just read an article. Um, I don't know if you know, you know, uh, that dude Jesse Smollett, but his sister named Journey Smollett. Mm -hmm. and she had, she said, she came out and said she was harassed on every movie she was in. She said it, it might have been by the actor or worker, but she said somebody on the set harassed her. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I mean, I feel like that's what I feel like. You can use that as this. And I'm always the, the type of person that thinks simple and think out the box. Yeah, she she probably was. That's just like when you were a kid, if you go to the playground, you don't think you're going to get harassed if you're doing something great. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, she she probably did, you know. You know, um I I never personally had any type of experience like that. What if it if it happened? I didn't know about it. There was there was an incident that had happened, but you know, I don't I brushed it off, you know what I'm saying? And it was like because I'm I was just strong-headed and I always spoke my mind and just said basically how I felt. And whether I whether I got fired or I didn't, I'm in control of my life. <laughs> yeah. No one is in control with me, and I'm not going to do something that I don't like. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not just going to let somebody just say anything to me. You know? So no, you know, you got to love yourself. Love yourself. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying be rude or mean or anything like that. You got to love yourself, and let and people got to respect you. It's your gift. You were gifted. You know? I will say, and what you think about so. Uh... You know, you kind of, you know how we went into social media now. So it's kind of like easier to become famous now than how it was before. What do you think about that change? The, when I when I first saw the change, uh, honestly, 
I was like, what is this? What is this? You know, because we're so used to knocking on doors or, you know, we're really working for this. And at, at that, when it first happened, I was like, oh, this is too easy. You know, this is too easy. They don't have to do anything. You can sit behind this camera and you got uh, 15 uh, seconds. You got 60 seconds to do something uh, that looks great really fast and then cut it off. Whereas these we have longevity where it took us eight to 12 hours to do what you did in 15 and 60 seconds. But then can you still uh, hold that? Can you still hold that ground? You know, I've seen some. Um, some singers and, and actors and dancers, you know, I've, I've actually seen them do the 15, 16, 15, 60 seconds, you know what I'm saying? And then I'm like, but that's all you're gonna do? So when you actually get presented, are you gonna be able to hold it? Are you gonna be able to hold it? They, it's like, they didn't think about that part, you know? So they, they crumble when they really have to go full force with it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I kind of was like, I can't get with it <laughs> at first, you know, I was like, I can't get with it. But then I was the person that says, I'm always open for change. There's nothing wrong with learning something new and the, and the world moves, it evolves and it moves. And I'm going to have to change the way I think and move and evolve with the world. And I said, because I'm so professional with it and I know what it takes, I got this in the bucket. I can do this <laughs> with ease. So when I do stuff, stuff, people was like, "Who? Oh, how did you do that? I'm like, well, I watched you do it for 15, 60 seconds. <laughs> so now let me really show you how you can really do this and how you get over it. And not get over, but get through it and make it sustain. Because I don't, I have never personally wanted to be an overnight success or one hit wonder. I grew up in an era where when you, if you're in this, it's longevity. So that's the reason why I personally take time with uh, certain things that I do. And timing is everything, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, but as far as the whole thing, I have accepted it. I'm learning how to do it every day. I'm learning something new. And to me, it's fun. But I tell you this, if we had what, they have now then get out of here we be <laughs> oh my gosh so that's why now i'm i'm thinking of it like this i didn't have it then i have it now and i have the talent i have it all i've paid dudes i know how to do hard work dedication so i have to tell myself get up and do it get up and do it push that button put that chair there do this do that do that you got it. It's easy. It's easy. And then I hear some people like, oh, my God, I got to do this. I got to go on social media every day. Because I wasn't like, I got to sit there every day and try to. I said, you know what? Let me really make this work for me. Yeah. And I figured it out. Yeah, I mean, because think about this, like if you didn't have social media, then you had to hit the streets. So yeah. it's like, you want to be in the streets or you want to be on your phone doing it? In the comfort of your home or an office outside, you know, where do you, where because I'm telling you, a lot of uh, the entertainers that are coming up today, they got to be, 
thankful that it changed because I don't really think that a lot of them would survive hitting the streets, standing on the corner selling them CDs, <laughs> trying to go knock on them doors and they slamming them in your face. See, they can't slam the door in your face on social media. You could just put it up and somebody's going to see it. Somebody's sharing it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I don't think I don't think that they would really they would have really, really survived doing it that way. I mean, it's, it was a different era and this is a different era. So, you know, but I'm just thankful that I'm able to learn it and I know how to use it and I know how to do it. And I got all the talent, every all of it. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. So what you think about the, uh, the music now? Cause nowadays I know like, okay, Drake's the most popular person, but then you listen to Bobby Brown, I'll be sure. You like shit. They was doing that shit, but I think people don't understand that they was doing it. But it was like Bobby Brown was singing and rapping. Yes. I'll be sure with your singing and rapping, but yes, yes. But just like I said, the world evolves and it moves. And uh, yes, the sound is different, but uh, I don't think I don't think that they're doing anything different than from when we were doing it in our era to when uh, Michael was doing it to when uh, uh, um, the Commodores or uh, you go back to Frank Sinatra, you go back to Minnie Ripstein. It, it evolves, but it's still the same. Music is music. It's still the same. It may sound different, but I feel like this make music and do music wherever it fits, wherever it feels good and hits the soul. And today with the the way the rap is and uh, the indie music and all that, the, the, the way it's it's for today, it's for this generation. It feels good to them. You know what I'm saying? And that's fine. You know what I'm saying? But they can't take away our sound. Our sound is there because we can hear it in the music today. Uh, I can hear old, old music in music today. You know what I'm saying? So it's music and music is the universal language. Do you listen to any of new R&B right now? I do. I do. Um, I. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm really like studying it and all that, but I. I do. I listen to her. You yeah, know. Uh, I listen to. Uh, gosh. Um, you heard of Ari Lennox? No, no. You gotta listen to her. Like she go. Like she can sing. Like she can that, sing. Like put her in any era and she would be okay. I actually think she would be better. Music. I think she would probably be better if she was in the 90s. I think she's in this era, so her singing's getting overlooked, but she be going. She with J. Cole's label. Yeah, but see, that's 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 that that's that somewhere down in the line, you know, she has that gift, you know, that gift, that soulness that it always finds its way, its way back in, you know. <laughs> So I want you. So, what are you working on right now? Or what's your current projects? I'm. Well, I'm actually working on uh, singles, possible another EP. Uh, you know, of course, at this time, you know, everything is just haywire right now. Nobody's really working. They're afraid to work. You know, due to COVID nineteen. You know, so it's like, okay, so if I, it's it's kind of hard trying to get people to come together. So what I'm doing is brushing up on my writing, my producing, and I'm just doing it all myself, you know, right now, you know, I got the means to do it. So why not do it? You know, I got the means I got, a, I got my own outlet to put it out if I want to, <laughs> you know, so I'm basically doing 
my own music right now. Uh, just learning a lot. Um, I came up with um, uh, a, uh, a t-shirt line slash apparel. It's called Skater Girl. Uh, I just introduced her maybe like two weeks ago. Uh, I found my love back for skating. So roller skating, yeah. right? Roller skating, yeah. 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 How long have you been roller skating? Oh, I've been roller skating since I was about five, uh, off and on. And uh, basically, uh, I got back into it uh, last year around um, July. Um, it kind of came back to me after the death of my mom. My sister, uh, she was roller skating in and she was like, I need a skate partner. And then uh, she basically told me that she knew that I love skating and she kind of got a message from my mom to tell me to get back out on the floor because it would help me to uh, open up my mind to be more creative, to put me in a happy place because I kind of, kind of got into a slight depression after my mom passed, and I'm still trying to get through it because my mom was my everything. You know, she was my manager, my best friend. She was she she was everything, and I'm the only baby. I'm 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 the middle child. But I'm the only girl. So me and my mom, you know, she, I took her advice on everything. I looked up to her, you know, for everything. So with that partner gone, that mother gone, I was just like, and the reason why we moved to Los Angeles was for both of us to do this. And, you know, and I knew the day would come that she would go, but I just didn't think that she would be gone that soon without, I say, me hitting the plateau that she saw. But I did hit a plateau, you know what I'm saying? And she did do all of this, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so when she passed, I kind of got into this little depression thingy. And she she told my sis, get her back out on the roller skates. That's going to help her up her mind again to be creative and all because she's so talented. And I tell you, when being back out on those roller skates, back out there, I'm just, my mind is just opened up. It, it, it has opened up. My writing is getting so much better. It was good. I let it die, but now it's coming back. Yeah, I'm just thinking of all kinds of stuff. And now I'm actually putting it into motion. You know what I'm saying? So that's the good thing about that. And I'm just excited about uh, Skater Girl. I'm excited about Moonchild. You know, I, call, I have all these alias names. I'm Moonchild. I'm Skater Girl. I'm Tink. <laughs> Yeah, I want to say, uh, I just noticed you said something. You said your mom told your sister? Yes, she told my sister that get her back out on the floor. So who, was, who, was your, who was your sister? My sister, her name is Kaimalay, and she came from Kentucky. Uh, she's 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 my uh, uh, spiritual sister. That's what I'm saying. She must talk to, talk to people like that. You know what I'm saying? She must. Yeah, she's, she's mm -hmm. close. She's close to me, you know. She she's got my best interest. She's almost like uh, my mom and and my brother. You know, he calls me every day. Uh, what you doing? You know, uh, they call me by my my nick nick nickname. <laughs> what you doing? What you, you how's your mind going? What you doing? You meditate today? You pray today? I know you got something going on. What's 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 up? What's up? What's up? And I get to go and they're like, that's it right there. That's it. Let's go. Let's go. Cause they know I. I, I dream big as you know, it's cancers. We dream big. We see it and we do it. Some people say, Oh, you in a fantasy world. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. 
I see it, I feel it, and it can be done. You know what I'm saying? So it's just about getting it done, finding the right people to, to make it happen, you know? I was going to ask you, because uh, I, I know you was talking about depression a little bit. And like for me, I can, I'm not, I just, I'm just talking from my opinion, but I can kind of see probably the same thing with you. It's like once you hit everything you want to hit, then you like, oh, that's it. And you kind of like, that kind of can get you down because you're like, okay, it ain't even about that. It's about other shit. <laughs> so, so what, so what, what, I want you to talk about that a little bit. It's like this. Um, I always say people want to get to, a plateau in life. Say, I use Michael Jackson and I use uh, Elvis Presley. These are big people. These are these are these are who I consider big stars that they have gotten there, and it's like, where else can they go? So that's Michael Jackson, that's Elvis Presley, and right now that I can say uh, Beyonce. Uh, they've gotten to these plateaus. The world knows them, you know, and they'll give them anything. So where do you go? Where do you go from there? Uh, now, I'll use me as example. Uh, some people would say that, oh, but you're not Michael Jackson and you're not um, Beyonce. Well, that's where that's how far they were going to go. And what I've done, well, maybe that's maybe that's how far that I was supposed to go. So, but now, what do I do now? You know what I'm saying? Because you know, because God has everything planned out for you. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, now, where do I go? Do I keep going for this? Yeah, I keep going, but now I got to think of other things to do because if I don't, then that's where, you know, the mental gets to messing with you. You know, the, the depression and things happen, you know, and it'll take you there, but you've got to find, you've got to find your happy place, you know, and my happy place is my skating and my family. And I feel like once I'm there, then I can think again outside the box and take myself, you know, to a place, to that next plateau, if that's where I'm supposed to go. You know what I'm saying? And then I always say this, once you get to a certain point, you got to think about this. Why is it not working for me now? Well, maybe I'm supposed to be helping someone else. Because mm. once you do that, then people see, wow. It's not about them right now. They're actually going to go get someone else to bring them up. I use Usher as an example. When he had gotten, I feel like he had gotten as big as he was going to get. And it didn't feel like he was going to get anywhere. And that's when Chris Brown came up in there. But then when he went, I, it was almost like if I was Usher, it was probably like he was probably sitting there like, what do I do to get myself back out there? And God said, you need to go and help somebody else. He said, let me go find somebody. And then he went and found Justin Bieber. <laughs> and when he found Justin Bieber, that put him back on a plateau to keep getting his blessings. You know, I felt like he was even bigger. He figured out how to get himself back out there by pulling up and going and helping somebody because he was already big. It was he he was big. He was big. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you know, it's just you gotta got first go back and help somebody. Um always stay prayed up and meditate. I pray and meditate. I least I try to pray and meditate three times a day to uh I pray to ask. This is me. This is my personal opinion. I pray to ask, you know 
for the blessings, uh, a sane mind, uh, good health, you know, uh, to be a good person, you know, and pray for someone else, you know. But then when I need to listen, when I need to be quiet and listen, I meditate. Because now I'm listening to my instructions on what it is I'm supposed to do. And I'm not I'm not over talking and, oh, I want this. And can you do this? And can you do it? No, now I have to meditate and take myself out there in the universe, into the heavens and listen and see what it is that it's, he's showing me. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I do basically to keep myself sane and in a, a, a good place and we're only human we're only human you know so uh yeah so but i i think i'm 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 i'm, I'm good and I, I feel like a lot of people can get themselves in a down spot in a depressed spot but it's how do you recover how do you come out of it that's yeah. the biggest part i think sometimes it's normal sometimes you just gotta kind of deal with it a little yeah. bit it, yeah. it, it, it is normal. And I don't want nobody to feel like it's not normal. It's very normal. That is normal to feel like that. But it's just that don't get yourself so down in that point where you feel like you have to take your life or you have to take someone else's life. Uh, there's always a way out. It, it, if you got in it, you can get out. <laughs> it's always a way out. And you got to have good people around you. Good people that have your best of interest. That is the key. And you should be able to know yourself so much that you can feel the vibrations of good energy and uh, negative energy. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's basically what they say, getting in tune with you. And you? loving you first. Love you first before, you gotta love yourself first before you can love anybody. And that's uh, uh, one of the things, that, the, the sayings that I came up with. I actually have a, um, a t-shirt that says, uh, there's a star in every heart. And I say this first. Uh, a lot of people say you got to give love, give love, do this, do this, do this, you know, and give, 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 give. That is great. That is great. But if you don't love yourself first and take care of yourself first, then you're no good for no one else. How can you really give somebody else love? It's fake love that you're giving them if you don't love yourself. Right. <laughs> if you don't have confidence in yourself and you don't love yourself, then why would you go out there and try to give it to somebody else because then you will come back and say, I gave this to you and I did this to you. And then you're depressed, sad, hurt, lonely, and confused and all that. No, it's nothing wrong with loving yourself first, thinking of yourself first, because then you're good for you. And then you can be good for someone else. Well, what I learned too, even, I mean, I just, I just realized like, I know it's probably hard for Michael Jackson too, like people, like famous, famous people, because you only got so much energy. So you can't shit, like, <laughs> like even the, like the president or whatever, like you doing that shit, talking to people all day long, all day long, all day long, that shit's like draining. You only have so much energy. It's very much so draining, um, especially when you're saying the same things over. <laughs> you're you're like, like you're a, a, a record, <laughs> and you're, you you got to say the same things over. Uh, 
you know, somebody that has a good spirit and in high energy as myself, you know what I'm saying? Uh, just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a smiler. So I smile all the time. And some days I just don't feel like smiling. My cheeks hurt, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you know, some days I feel like, why do I have to do this? Why do I do that? But then I always say, I do it because I love myself. And I do it because I want to spread love, but I have to be able to be well with myself before I can spread it. Because I don't want to give people the wrong energy and negativity that's uh, uh, behind something that I'm not really living or who I am. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and I, I've seen people like that. You know, they miserable. <laughs> you know, they're miserable. You know, and yeah, and because it, 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 people ask me, why do you smile so much? And why do you just, because this is who I, this is really who I am. This is me, you know? All right. I, <laughs> I said, we, we was about to wrap it up, but I forgot. I need to play one of your, um, I got one of your videos I was going to play. Oh my God. I got what the, uh, here we go. Video. Here we go. Yes. Yeah, let me let me add it right quick. I forgot about that. Let me let me. Yeah, that was that was a family affair, and I loved it. Um, my whole family, we did that. All right, let's go.
Yeah, that's nice. Thank you. Yeah, that was a couple of years ago, right? I just About, yeah, was I think it two it, years ago? Yeah, I like that joint though. You that said it was a family, family affair. affair. Sure. What you um, mean by that? My daughter did my makeup. Uh oh, what's wrong with this light? Hold on, sorry about that. I don't know what that's going on. Hold on, Hold on. I'm gonna have to turn on. It's a ghost up in here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hold on, I'm so sorry. Let's do that. Let's get rid of that ghost. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a family affair. Um, my daughter did my makeup. Uh, she helped me pick out my uh, outfits and everything. Just simple. Uh, of course, we... Uh, um, got a, a a videography to you know come in and do it we rented a studio and everything and the family was just there to support uh um i had uh, one of my um uh uh stylist uh well um hairdresser she she did my hair first i did my hair then she came and did my hair it was a family affair and i and and this is why i say right now when you uh, when you're not with a big label and you don't have all the, the, the glitz and glam of it right now and you're doing everything on your own, this is how you do it. You know what I'm saying? And um, I thought it came out absolutely uh, wonderful and it was amazing. And to tell you the truth, that was my very first full on video of me doing uh, a song. And, you know, first time for everything. And um, I was very nervous about it. But I got a lot of great feedback because they said it was simple, it was classy, and it just reminded them of just that old vibe, the, just the vibe, just, just you, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, just not being out there, just, just beautiful, just beautiful and simple. And I said, you know, yeah, that was my first time, you know what I'm saying? And, I know it's gonna get better. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was, it was, it was amazing, and they were there to just support me, and it just, it was, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. No, I, I like it. I was actually my first time thank watching you. it right there, so it was pretty good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So right, I would say, uh, what would you like to say to your fans and supporters? Wow, of course, just you know, just keep supporting me. Follow me on all of my handles from uh, Instagram, uh, Tasha Scott, AKA Tink, to Facebook, uh, uh, Tasha Scott fan page, Twitter, uh, the underscore R, <laughs> I can never remember that, Tasha Scott. Uh, yeah, when you um, punch in my name, Google it, everything will pop up, you know, just follow all of my handles and follow Skater Girl, uh, Skater Girl, it's uh, SK, T-E-R, Skater Girl, uh, 333 on Instagram. Please follow. Please follow and support uh, Skater Girl, Moonchild, Tink. And, yeah, uh, and I just want to thank you guys so much for rocking with me for so long. Uh, to me, it's long. And like I always say, I'm just a little star. And if I can make it to the next plateau, so be it. If not, I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun. If you want to get in this industry, enjoy it. Have fun. Follow your heart. 
follow your dreams and don't let nobody discourage you. It's your dream. So make it happen. <laughs> I want to say thanks for coming through Paul Ticket with me. No problem. You want to watch your social media again? Um, Instagram is Tasha Scott, a.k.a. Tink. All right, we out, y'all. Make sure y'all uh, follow, follow homie Tasha Scott. Make sure you follow Paul Politicking. Yes. We'll be back probably. Thanks for listening to Paul Politicking. Like I said, this is Self Help Meets Hip Hop. Try to interview the artists or whoever I'm interviewing. Just try to get a little bit more than just the music or just entertainment. Try to get some, some stuff that you can use in your life that they're saying. And this is, uh, like they say, I got it out the mud. So. 2008 we started it and been doing it this whole time so i appreciate all the listeners we have all my loyal listeners that stay stay down and listen to every episode and so if you want to be a guest make sure you got some fox i want some heat but you can contact me at polpolitikin at gmail.com yeah if you want to be a guest hit me up and also make sure you check out the store we sell merch rapper t-shirts.com rapper t-shirts.com so i got the pole politics and merch on there got rapper t-shirts got men's fashion women's fashion got cool stuff on there anybody you know you want to make donations you just like what you hear you like, it's cool i want to support this keep going because you know it takes money to build this and keep growing it it's a uh, cash app dollar sign pole politics and that's p-o-p-o-l-i-t-i-c-k-i-n i appreciate that or paypal demo it's always pole politics we also look for sponsors. So if you have a book, you have an album you're about to come out with, you're a record label, you're a magazine, anybody that has something they're trying to promote, let me know. You can email me at polepolitikin at gmail. And we can work something out, work out a deal. But yeah, I'm looking for sponsors. So hit me up. And I appreciate all the support. And I'll see you next episode. Ahala. Polepolitikin dot com.